Guardians of Swine Health, Unveiling the PERS PED Enigma. Giselle Rabani from Langsness, welcome back to the program. Hi, Jim. Thank you. Thank you for having us. You've got a new year here. How was your holidays there in Iowa? Good. It was a little bit different what I'm used to, uh, starting with the weather, because, you know, I, I'm from Brazil and it's summertime in Brazil now, and here in Iowa, it's winter, so it's very low temperatures. So it's good. Um, good. A lot of things to to know. Well, you're busy with the upcoming trade show season. We got some important things to talk about today, PERS and PED. Um, I think you got a presentation. Can you enlighten us with, with the, what you have today? Yeah, um, I do. Um, I prepared some slides, so I would like to share, um, of course, our business, our products, our portfolio. It's about biosecurity. Um, so I'm just going to talk about a little bit about PERS and PED, but also all the information that I'm going to share, we can use not only for PERS and PED, but also for any other pathogen, because Although PERS and PED are both very important diseases, uh, there are other pathogens that are also uh, important and can be very silent or cause, you know, uh, another diseases in, in the farm. So uh, basically our uh, focus today will be PERS and PED, but biosecurity is for everything. So not only for these uh, to main pathogen. So um, I'm going to share my screen. Just let me know if you can see the slide presentation. Yeah. Um, it's yep. the presentation mode, okay? Right. So um, that's it. As, as I mentioned, um, I'm going to talk about a little bit how Cleaning disinfection can help reduce the infection pressure, but again, it's not only for PERS and PED. Um, I'm mentioning these two pathogens because they are both very important for um, uh, swine production here in the U.S. and also um, in other countries. And one interesting thing, uh, Jim, is that PERS and PED Although you can find these two diseases in many different countries, um, there are some countries in, in, I'm gonna speak about the region where I used to, to work before coming to the US, um, in, in LATAM, in South LATAM, uh, it's not every country that it's positive for PERS and PED. So although it's a worldwide diseases, um, in the region where I used to work, there are some countries that are positive, others are, are negative for person and MPD. But again, the biosecurity measures um, should be the same, uh, sometimes more intensified and than others. But so um, I'm going to start with PERS. Uh, PERS is so PERS means it's uh, porcine reproductive and respiratory syndrome. Um, 
So as the name says, it calls reproductive failures and also respiratory symptoms in the animals. And this disease is caused by a virus. And PERS is the most economically significant disease that affects U.S. swine production since the eradication of classical swine fever. Uh, that is another virus, this viral disease, and it's very important also. So PERS is one of the most uh, disease that it's one of the diseases that impact the most uh, the economy here in the U.S. And PERS can occur in all ages of groups. So it can occur as uh, reproductive failure, uh, more obvious in females, so in gills or, or souls, but it can also affect some boars. And one of the interesting of one of the interesting biosecurity points is uh, realize where this infection is coming from. For example, uh, semen. So an infected boar could be producing infected semen and it could be infecting the females, the cells or the guild. So it's one point of attention of biosecurity, for example. Um, and about the respiratory syndrome is seen more often in young growing pigs, but it can also occur in naive finishing pigs and breeding stock also. And although um, it, it was re initially reported in only a few countries, uh, as I mentioned, uh, PERS, it's now occurs worldwide in most major swine raising countries. But again, it's not 100% of the old uh, swine producers countries that are PERS positive. And now one very important thing, and it's correlated to cleaning and disinfection um, procedure is that the virus is highly infectious. Infectious, so you just need a very low, uh, very little dose or amount of virus to contaminate. And why this is important? Because we need to keep or to maintain this area, this surface, these barns uh, decontaminated or with as low uh, amount of virus as we can. So that's why cleaning and disinfection, it's so important. Um, and the virus is, is present in nasal secretions, urine, semen, um, feces, for example. And also, um, it's important to know how the virus behave. For example, while this virus is readily inactivated by drying and exposure to temperatures to high temperatures, for example, 122 Fahrenheit, it can remain infectious for at least 30 days at 39 Fahrenheit. So um, when we have low temperatures or maybe during um, winter or um, we, we need to pay attention also because the, the virus is, it, it is it's not it's 
active in this kind of surface. And it also can be active for one to six days at temperatures of 68 Fahrenheit, it's not that low. And, and also the virus can be viable between nine to 11 days when kept moist. So um, that's why, again, we need to keep this surface clean. I'm not talking about just the barns, but also vehicles, for example. Um, um, pay attention on blood tips, disinfection also. So for PED, uh, just changing now the, the, the disease, the PED, the definition is um, porcine epidemic diarrhea. So it causes diarrhea. It's a viral disease also. Um, and it causes diarrhea in a large proportion in of all ages in of swine when epidemic. If it is endemic, then diarrhea will be more observed in lower morbidity in most of suckling and recent winning peaks. So uh, this disease has been uh, endemic in Europe and Asia, but has not been present here in the US until the spring of 2013. Um, uh, one interesting point also, it's this disease only affect pigs. So in there, there are not other known carriers or any other animal or species that can be a carry-on, oh, for example, including humans. So also purse affects only swine and the PED also. And again, one uh, very important point that uh, it's correlated with cleaning and disinfection is that fomets and vehicles can also spread the virus indirectly. And so you need to keep, again, not just the barn, the barns clean and disinfect, but also the vehicles, uh, any kind of tool that we are using inside the farm, um, blood dips disinfection, for example, any kind of tools or material equipment that we are bringing inside the, the, the farm also. And there is little information on the possible existence of um, carrier swine that could spread the virus. And on sites where PED is endemic uh, and there is frequent, frequent or continuous farrowing, uh, this virus is maintained in successive generations of successive piglets. Why? Because the virus is there in that um, in, in that surface, in that area, in that barn. In the PED, the virus can survive for seven days or even more in feces in for 28 days at 39 Fahrenheit and 4 Fahrenheit. So um, it, it's it's important to, to know how many days um, the virus will be viable in, in different situations or different um, temperatures. So just changing uh, a little bit now, not talking about just for PERS and PED, but um, we mentioned that cleaning and disinfection are both important 
steps, but where are the gaps or what are the gaps uh, that, that are being done uh, in these two steps? For example, first one cleaning is the cleaners. So, and also disinfection because both products will uh, help to reduce uh, the amount of pathogen that we have on a surface. So we need to understand the log reduction. Um, the log reduction is basically what you start with and what is left after the cleaning step and disinfection step. So, um, for example, here we have like a, a million uh, CFU of bacteria and after cleaning or after disinfection, we will have like a thousand or a hundred CFU of bacteria. So what it means that uh, it's easier than to kill, what it's easier to kill like a million of bacteria or a hundred or a thousand. And even though a hundred it's, even easier to kill. So that's why also it's important to observe that the product that you are using, uh, what is the log reduction that this product achieves? Because um, uh, the more production it achieves, so the better, because it will, uh, what is left? So is the, this is the question. So it will leave uh, less pathogen in that surface than you started with. And also another gap is that not about disinfection, it's not all the pathogens are the same, they're not equal. So there are pathogens that are easier to kill um, than others. So one question to make yourself before uh, choosing a disinfectant or even using the disinfectant that you have in your farm is, uh, is this disinfectant has been tested against, for example, PERS and PED virus? And what is the contact time that I need? Uh, the temperature that it has been tested, for example, um, Yesterday, we had a snowstorm here in, in Iowa. So the temperatures are very low and we will get even lower during this weekend. So, I mean, is the product that you are using has been tested for such low temperatures? Uh, what is the contact time that is needed? And is this product being will be stable even in very low temperatures? So although not all the pathogens are the same. You also have to observe and evaluate uh, the, what kind of product in you are using or you are uh, going to use or going to buy. And here I just would like to share, this is a very interesting uh, trial that was done in Canada. Uh, where uh, the researchers, they um, tested um, the time saving when you only um, 
clean with a cleaner and also um, doing the pre-soak step. So what I mean, when you are starting the cleaning process, you have to start with uh, the dry cleaning and press soak the surface and then washing with a cleaner and then rinse. So what they observed is when um, using a cleaner, in this case, they use one of our cleaners that is Biosolve Plus, it's alkaline cleaner. And also when you, when um, press soaking this surface, uh, the time saving was very high. So you optimize your time, uh, your staff time in, in even using cold water and hot water. And another interesting um, data that they share was the impact on days to market when only washing, only disinfecting or no disinfecting, no washing uh, these uh, barns. So when you don't disinfect, just wash in this uh, study, it took 19, 98 days to these animals go to the market, like achieve uh, the the size or the yeah the size of going to the market. But when cleaning with a cleaner and disinfecting disinfecting with a disinfectant, uh, it was a reduction. So we, they started with 98 days, and when you clean and disinfect, the animals needed just 19, 92 days to achieve uh, the size of market. So what it means? It means that five days difference. So five days less of feed, of water, of heating. So it's five days that you are not spending uh, with medication, for example. So you optimize and you save your money um, also. So of course you have to pay attention because biosecurity is everything. It's not just cleaning and disinfection, but anyway, uh, see how cleaning and disinfection step can help. Um, and we will improve the or your production also. And to finalize, uh, we have um, a portfolio, a, uh, a portfolio with very important and very interesting and good disinfectants. Uh, the first one here, it's the Vercon S. It's our powder product, and it has been tested. Uh, against PERS and PED, in fact, with uh, very economic dilutions and also in room temperature and in low temperature, like 41 Fahrenheit. And for example, the first dilution here you can use for general use. It will um, cover all the pathogens that we have tested against. Mm -hmm. But for PERS and PED, 
you can use uh, one to 600, what it means. You just need one scoop of Recon and you can dilute it in six gallons. In 10 minutes contact time, it's enough to kill PERS and PED. Uh, we also have the Glutex GQ1. It's a sanitizer and a disinfectant product. It's a liquid disinfectant. Uh, it's a glutaraldehyde plus quaternary ammonium compound. And you just need only one fluid ounce per gallon in 10 minutes contact time to kill PERS or PED. And also other um, pathogens that we have efficacy against. And our other products, Glutex GS2, it's a sanitizer, and you can also use in a range of uh, dilution, and it only needs 10 minutes contact time um, against birds and PED, and also um, if you, you just need the efficacy list, you can just send an, an email, and I'll be happy to share uh, because we have like extensive uh, efficacy list for all these three products. And so basically, I started with PERS and PED, but all the time I'm saying, although PERS and PED are very important disease, viruses, uh, we need to pay attention to all over all other pathogens. But Pay attention also uh, what products are you using if your the disinfectant you are using has been tested against. And for a cleaning step, pay attention to the dilution, um, um, the contact time also, and the cleaning step should always be done with a cleaner because cleaner has surfactant, so it will improve the removal of all the organic load in that surface, whatever it's a barn surface, vehicle surface. Um, so that's important to use. So Jim, um, my takeaway message is always clean with a cleaner and then disinfect. Um, use disinfect disinfectants that have been proven against uh, that pathogen. Uh, and also identify gaps in biosecurity because biosecurity is a whole world. Uh, so many different points to check, to pay attention. It's not only cleaning and disinfectant, but it's vaccination, it's water um, quality, feed quality, um, uh, the animal, the uh, animal, the status of the animals that you are getting into your farm. So this is basically my takeaway message uh, for today. So, and that's it. Thank you, Jim. So biosecurity, it's the whole approach, Giselle. And yeah. the, the graph that you showed was astonishing, the five-day difference. And would you do you think it's as simple as just building habits to just focus on cleaning and disinfecting and just building that habit to do that? Yes. Um, yes. And, and, you know, it's building habits and also because we always work with pro protocols, but also it doesn't mean that the protocol that I'm using for this farm will work for my neighbor. 
So test and see what is working and start, you know, using, as you mentioned, you know, it has to be part of your daily uh, activities. And you, you have producers that reach out to you for questions and that's something you welcome, Giselle, to get uh, get connected out there. People are welcome to con connect with you. Um, you mean the, the questions that we, we I usually get, I yeah. receive? Yeah. Yeah. Um, so we have um, an email or a, a cell phone, on, a phone number that, People can just call me or send me an email. But basically, uh, there are many different of kind of questions. But the most common questions that I receive are about uh, dilution. And now that it's winter, uh, if the product is going to keep working during winter time or in very low temperature, do I have to dilute? Uh, only with water or add any other uh, antifreezing substance, for example. And uh, sometimes I, I receive also inquiries about uh, efficacy because um, the customer, the, the farmer is facing uh, uh, a challenge with one uh, specifically pathogen and just send me, do I need to change or pay attention in the dilution? It's a different dilution for this pathogen. So uh, basically these are the most common uh, questions that, that I receive. Well, Giselle Rabani, thanks again for joining us today. Thank you. Bye.